Hey, 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 spiritual breath, spiritual breath, spiritual breath. Listen, I, I've been having a conversation with a couple of pastors um, over the last couple of days, and uh, one in particular was sharing uh, their view on having a relationship and a situation with God. And um, it was very interesting hearing how she used Abraham and Lot, and she defined what is a true relationship with God and what is a situation uh, relationship with God. Now, you're like, what does that mean? Because I, I, I got a little twisted, too, when I was trying to explain it to someone else. All right. If we look at um, these two uh, elements, I would have to add a three, a third one to it, which would be another tier. And let me see if I can explain it to you in this way, because I believe all three of them play an important important place in your spiritual walk. Now, as we know that Lot and Abraham, Lot and Abraham were cousins. And what you're going to find out later on that, you know, Abraham got blessed. Lot was right there with him. And then it came to the part where uh, Abraham told Lot to pick the territory that he wants because we're the ground where they couldn't feed both of them. So he told him to pick his his area. Now, you know that as long as he was with Abraham, Lot, that was, he knew that their blessings would follow Abraham. And if he was just being associated or, or somewhere within the vicinity, then those blessings will fall upon him as well. Sound like the nowadays saints, you know, they really don't want to establish that relationship, but they want to establish one around you so they can be connected. So when that blessing hits you, Abraham blessing, um, I guess you'll find it in Songs 133rd, that when it, it flows off in his beard and off his robe, They'll be there to get that resonant blessing. So that's what we were saying um, Lot's position was in this particular teaching. Now, as I said, it was three tiers to this. Um, if I was to explain it, um, trying to tell the difference or decipher between a relationship and a situation relationship and how that played to the Christian one, I would have to introduce the third one. And I would say the third one would be one that all of us are striving to have is that marriage. I'm trying to put it in a way that carnally we can see it as our earthly thoughts that would tie into our spiritual thoughts. Now, I believe the situational um, relationship is one that is brought about due to things that occur, um, positive and negatives. Um, I'll call that that Janet Jackson, um, Janet Jackson syndrome. What have you done for me lately? The kind of relationship that situation brings is you're looking for one that brings benefits, um, conditions, situations attached to it. Due to a current situation or circumstance, you decided to follow Christ. You decided to try Christ and just to have some type of connection with him, believing that if you're connected, then uh, he'll bring blessings to you. Therefore, falling back on that Abraham blessing, that as long as there are stars in the sky and sand in the ground, you you know you'll always be blessed. But we all know, whoever been traveling this journey a little while with God, you know that you need to have more than just be uh, waiting for the blessing to come. You want to see what you can do to secure your blessing, as uh, the pastor Deshaun say. You want to be able to make spiritual deposit into your spiritual bank account. So that when the time comes, you can make some spiritual withdrawals. Well, that's not going to happen in situational relationships because it's just there. It's just there for that one thing and that one thing only to be able to withdraw without having to put something in. So what you do is these type of people who follow this, 
ends up leaning on other people who have a, a stronger relationship with God, where it's not dependent on what God can do for them, and just just they having someone to celebrate and know that God loves them. Um, that's the kind of relationship they want to get attached to because they don't have to do any work. Now, when we look at a relationship, just that uh, the second tier, this is one that you're striving and you are preparing or working towards believing fully that God is able to do these things and taking accountability for your actions that would cause you to fall back into a situation where you just saying, I want what he can give to me and I don't want to do any work to secure that. I want to be able to go to the bank account and withdraw, withdraw, but I don't want to put no work in to put money in the bank or put spiritual uh, droppings in the bank so that I have them for those rainy days. A spiritual relationship um, relationship term is the one where you're striving, you're doing those things, you're seeking God out, you're trying to worship, you're trying to get closer to him. But there's still a form of doubt and fear that there will come about somewhere in this connection, in this relationship, where what you're seeking won't come to pass in the time frame that you are looking for. Or something that you've been praying about has not manifest now and like you would look probably like the uh, Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10, the dry bone series, where you're sitting up and, and, and you still have faith, but your hope is gone. That means that you know that God is still able to do these things, but because of the circumstance, because the situations that are around you, because of the elements that hit you, you don't believe that it's going to be done in that time. So that's what I'm defining as the relationship, the second tier. But there's the third. The third is the one that all of us are trying to get to, and that's that one marriage. That's the one where we know that we have a committed relationship where we account for each other. We love each other. We support each other, and we're holding a hand and not wanting anything else, trusting and believing God with our everything, trusting and believing that all things going to work out for the good for those who love the Lord, trusting and believing that God would not withhold no good thing, trusting and believing that the wealth of the wicked, the wealth of the wicked has been stored up for the righteous, and then you'll do season and due time, you'll be blessed. Believing that you are that royal priesthood, believing that you are heir and joint heir of Jesus Christ. This is what not only believe, but this becomes a part of you. That's what we're striving to become. But we do understand that in life, life throws some turns and some twists, and it calls you to take some steps back. Now, just like you know, in any marriage in the carnal, there are times where you love a person, but you're not deeply in love with them. Not meaning that you are out going looking for another lover, but it's just because of certain things that have been done in the relationship. It caused you to take a step back to do some evaluation. Now, being a human being, being who are who we are, we know there are times where no matter how good and how much we love God, there are some times where we have a little doubt. There are some times where we have to take some steps back and do some self-evaluation, maybe assess our situation, assess what we didn't get. We do that blame game. We do that woe me. We go through all those different phases because, as I told you, we're human and we have human emotions and we have human reactions and actions. So there are times when we fall back to the situational relationship or back to a relationship where we're still working to, um, you know, define our position, define our relationship, define the connection. It's no different when you meet somebody and you find that mutual attraction. You begin to connect with them. You begin to um, see if it's trustworthy. You begin to see if you have what is needed to continue to go forth and build a relationship. 
See, because remember, as long as you're, you're working on the connection, you're free to, to deal with any other person or any other situation that comes about. But when you start looking at being and forming a relationship, now you're starting to separate from all these other things, all these other people, other ideals and things that will keep you from spending that quality time building upon this connection to uh, to to establish a relationship. And just like in the carnal, um, as we do, when we find that person that we want to be around and we see all the bells and whistles are lining up, then that comes that proposal stage where we're proposing an ideal to each other that we can spend the forever together, that we can go and become one under some ceremony that we can become one under God. We, we want to become one with each other so that now I'm yours and you're, you are mine. This is the same thing that happens spiritually. We get to a place where we believe that there's no other God that we want to serve. There's no other person that we want to have in our circle, but God. So we go and have that marriage where we trust and believe in the Holy Ghost to lead and guide us to all truth, where we become dependent on the relationship on the 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 source of of the holy ghost that brings us that awakening that connection that relationship that a uh, leadership all above becomes a part of us and then we are married to god see i love that part when i say married to god because even when you take these backward steps and long as you're not denouncing the relationship and connection that you have with god and you find yourself out of the way of god get trying to get back the bible says he's married to the backslider. That means he's committed to you even when you're not committed to him. He's there to help you if you want help. As long as you don't disconnect from him, as long as you don't denounce that you have a relationship with him, he's there with open arms waiting for you to come. He reminds me of the prodigal son. After all that he's done, he went out and spent all his monies and all those things. But when he realized that he was losing himself, that he's lost himself to, his, to the circumstance of the world, he realized that it's better to be with God than be with, with nothing else. Yes, the scripture doesn't say God, but it says that he said, let me go back to my, my dad's house, my father's house, who has quality, who has a secure place, who has stability, where he knows that he can go back and get love. And the Bible shares that as he was going home, his daddy seen him from a distance and he prepared a robe and a ring to put on him and show him that he was royalty, that he was loved and he was appreciated. And he also prepared a feast for him to show him and all the others what it is when you get in perfect alignment and connection and relationship with the father. What is the end result? He didn't do that to show him that, you know what, I want you back. He did it out of love. And that's what marriages are supposed to bring, an unadulterated love and dependability and accountability for oneself to another. And that's what God is wanting us to do when we look at the third tier of marriage. So it was, it was fascinating to sit there and watch uh, Pastor, um, Pastor Deshaun sit there and work through this teaching, preaching, and she added more on the Bible teaching later. And with all the other ministers and, and, and colleagues of, of the ministry got together and began to put other pieces to the puzzle, it, it ended up being a fantastic teaching, which led me to just add one more segue or seg piece to this to try to bring this tier together so we can understand that we are struggling now. The body of Christ is struggling because they're still based on that situational relationship and they don't want to move away from it. What have you done for me lady, lately? Based on everything on the, the benefits and the perks of being connected to God, 
but not want to have a full relationship given total honor, um, uh, commitment to him solely being just you and God. And we have so many people out here who are still saying, I know God, but they won't give enough of themselves to build that marriage relationship that is needed that they can sit back and say, no matter what the devil come with, come at or come how, that your God is there to protect you. David even made a clear illustration. He said, if I made my bed in hell, God would be there with him. You look at Jonah when they threw him off the off the water and and into uh, threw him off the boat and into the water. There was a, a a big fish that swallowed him up and took him deep in the water. But yet he was still protected. He didn't drown. So he was down there getting himself together because he was running away from the marriage. He was running away trying to get dis to disconnect from the assignment that God had for him. But it wasn't until he realized how good God is because he could have let him drown. But he protected him and let him come to his own senses and realize he's better to be with God than, than be without. And once he apologized for his actions, God put him back on his assignment and he completed the task. I mean, you can look through all different versions of the Bible and you can see a lot of situational relationships, but it's not many of them that you're going to see that marriage. I mean, let's look at the lady with the issue of blood. She waited till everything was gone and she established a situational relationship because she heard that Jesus was passing by and he was a healer. See, after all her money was spent, she believed that he could do it, but it wasn't until she touched him. That she was made whole. See, if you look at it, Jesus presented the marriage when he stopped and said, who touched me? And the disciples made it clear to say, all these people out here, come on, any of them could touch you. He said, no, my virtue left me. And then, woe and behold, the woman who was in the situation stood up and said, it was I. But she was in fear. I don't know if it was because of reverence unto God or because of the teaching of Leviticus that because she was a woman with a uh, situation of blood for 12 years, she was not supposed to be under, uh, out there among people because she was considered unclean. I mean, the story can go on and on, but one thing stands true is that no matter how you see it, she was looking for the benefits of God and not the relationship at that appointed time. Now, what went on from there might be another story, but her actions led us to believe if we're looking at the three tiers, she was just looking for the benefits that would come from touching his him or being in his presence. The relationship would have come when the disciples you seen, when he told them, pick up your cross and follow me. When they were fishermen, they left what they were doing and they went after him. They weren't looking for a situation because they didn't know what he could benefit from. I mean, he showed little acts of this, that. But what they wanted was that relationship, that marriage. And they left everything and began to follow him. And woe and behold, they bridged that marriage with him. Because as you see, as they went on through time, Matthew, Mark and Luke gives the picture of Jesus. You will see that they began to trust him. They began to depend on him. And even when he sent them out, he said, who did, did you say I was? And they began to, to quote these different, these different sayings. But you see, when they got sad, when he told them the son of man is soon to leave, and they became, you know, it became problematic for them because they didn't want him to leave. They didn't want to let him go because the bridegroom was there holding their hands, loving on them, and they've got accustomed to that love. Yeah, you could say they got accustomed to the benefits. They could got accustomed to this. But most of all, they were connected to the fact that he, that he was the Alpha and Omega of their faith and their relationship.
So I'm here to tell you today that it was a great teaching, but I ask you now to take a step back and ask yourself, how are you serving your God? Are you still looking for the benefits only? Or now you move to a place where you like the benefits and you like to make those spiritual deposits where you can take some spiritual withdrawals because you have a relationship with him. And it's not predicated on the benefits. It's predicated on reverence and love for what he has done for you and how he's kept you. Or have you pushed past that and established that marriage where you're willing to do whatever it takes to keep him happy, do whatever it takes to promote him? Maybe you could be like that Proverbs uh, uh, 31 woman who will go out there and promote your husband, promote the goodness of God, promote how he's a way maker. In other words, go out there and testify about how good your God is to you. Maybe that's where you're at. But if you're not, there's nothing wrong with getting there. Yeah, I'll say this, that no matter where you are, there are times where you may go between either the tears you might be all in love and marriage and then you may fall back into a relationship and then maybe you might even fall back to a situation. That's okay. But as long as you're working to fix the problem, I believe that's the way to go because every day is not the best day and every day is not the worst day. There are some days that present more challenges than others. So I want you to take the time today after hearing this and think about what type of relationship do you have? And if it's not where one of the three, if you're trying to get to the marriage or trying to get a relationship or you're in a situation and you want to do better, pray about it. Ask God to help you. Hey, listen, I'm always here to help you as well. If you want to talk to me more about this or you would like to a little more depth uh, teaching on this, email me at ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com. Again, it's ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com. Or log on to um, the anchor where you're hearing this now. And, and just leave a comment there. Or if you'd like to be a guest on any of my podcasts, I'd be more than happy to sit and talk to you and help you. But if you're down in the South Florida area, you don't have a church home, and you would like to come and hang with me for a little bit, put it in the email. Put it on the chat box on Anchor. And we'll give you the address and the information to come down. You can always meet us on Zoom. Again, if you're interested in it, please email me or put a comment on this Anchor or Facebook, wherever you're seeing this at or hearing this at. Um, and let me know, and I'll be more than happy to get with you. Me and my team will reach out to you and tell you all the information that we have, all the platforms that we have that maybe you can come and visit with us or come talk with us or meet me on Zoom and we can have um, I'll be one of my guest speakers here and we can talk about some things that's near and dear to you. Hey, I'm here to help. I'm all about building a kingdom. It's kingdom building at its best. So, hey, listen, if you are one that is not saved and like to give your life to Christ, here's the opportunity. All you have to do is confess your sins unto God and tell God that you no longer want to be tied to the acts of the adversary. You want to denounce any relationship that is not of God, that is not of his ways, and that you will welcome him to be your Lord and Savior, that you will turn all things over to him and give your all to him, that he will become one with you and you will be one with him. And repent for your wrongdoings. And if you decide that this is what you want, if you made this declaration unto God, welcome, welcome, welcome to the fam. And I ask you now to reach out to uh, a ministry or someone to teach the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ in efforts to teach them, teach you to continue on the pathway to salvation where you receive the Holy Ghost to lead in God and direct you. Or you can reach out to me and I'll be there to hold your hand until you can find such a place to worship with. You're always free to come and hang with me. No distance, no matter. 
um, I'm here. I'm committed to the journey. So congratulations for any one of them that have any one of us have denounced the devil and reconnected to God or established a relationship with kudos, man. Job well done. And if anybody has done a self-evaluation and realized there's some more effort, some some more work that need to be placed in to make sure that you get that profound place with God. Hey, good job. Again, if you need any more help or assistance, please reach out. We're here to help. And if I can't help you, maybe I know a pastor or minister in your area that can help you until you find a church home that you feel fits the need that you that you're looking for. If not, again, you can keep on looking to these answers. I mean, an anchor movies, videos, texts, whatever it is that comes through Facebook. Or you can hit us on YouTube and see it there or Zoom, whatever we can. We're here to help. Just let us know. Hey, I welcome some talk with you. So until I talk to you again, remember, this is Spiritual Breath with your boy, JT, and we're talking about that profound relationship, the three tiers. Which one do you fall in? Have a blessed one.